Picasso Apostle Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Paso Apostle Podcast, otherwise lovingly known as the Paso Podcast, a Taos, New Mexico-based network of early childhood educators and family providers. And that is exactly what we're going to get into today on this episode. We have a wonderful guest here, Tracy, from UNM Taos Kids Campus. And uh, Tracy, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hello. Um, my name is Tracy Hadamio. I am the director at UNM Taos Kids Campus and one of the original founders of the Paso Paso Network. Wonderful. Thank you. And uh, we appreciate you being here and sharing your knowledge with us. Um, can you first explain, since you mentioned it, what the UNM Kids Campus is? So UNM Taos Kids Campus is an early childhood program and lab school um, for the early childhood uh, department within the university. And we serve children six weeks to five years old. Um, We have approximately 55 students a day and serve about 65 families. Wow. Thank you. And for those listening, um, given that this is one of our first episodes, UNM is, of course, University of New Mexico, and they do have a campus here in Taos, although their home base is in Albuquerque. Um, and you mentioned PASO, uh, Tracy, and your involvement in it. Um, PASO is going to be the focus of this podcast series. Uh, we're first going to do some interviews with the network members to learn more about their programs and what they have to offer the community. Um, but overall, uh, what, how would you describe PASO and, and what's some of its history? So um, PASO really is a network of community agencies um, that work together um, to serve the children and families of our community. Um, PASO came out of an original group that met together um, in the late 1990s. We came together four times per year to share uh, information about what programs across our community were doing. Um, And there was a real emphasis on supporting one another and learning from one another instead of competing um, with one another for funds. Um, And from that original group in 2001, we formalized into what was known as the Taos Early Childhood Community Network, um, which had more than 60 members and um, continued to share information about um, community services, about young children and families, dealing with young children and families. Um, And then in 2004, um, the Taos Early Childhood Task Force um, was formed, and that was um, formed out of an um, identified need to um, identify the service gaps um, in our community around um, early childhood education, um, and really that was the period of time when New Mexico pre-K was being developed 
And so we had a large voice in talking to state officials about um, how that was going to play out. Wow. And so I'm, I'm, there's quite been quite a few developments since um, the origins of PASO initiated, as you said, in the late 90s. Maybe starting back around that time, can you kind of um, create a, a vision for us? In what ways was the landscape of early childhood professionals and um, service providers, how did it feel different than it does today? It felt very different. Um, there were many early childhood programs um, and nonprofit agencies in our community. Um that were providing services and were very territorial and competitive um, with one another. And that stemmed basically just from, you know, each program trying to survive and do the best they could. I can't remember back in those days how many uh, nonprofit um, agencies there were in our community, but I think it was well over a hundred. Um, so the competition was was stiff um, and intense. So several um, community members, Brandy Corey in particular, um, really identified the need to just come to the same table and start sharing what each of us were doing um, and identify ways we could start supporting each other instead of competing with one another. Amazing. Um, you also mentioned uh, more recently that the group was instrumental in working with the state to look at New Mexico pre-K. For those who might not be familiar with that period of time or that transition, what was it that the state was working on and what did that uh, involvement look like? So um, the state was looking at um, – publicly funded programming for four-year-olds across the state. Um, they developed, a, at that time, it was the tech, technical assistance and support um, agency for the state and had an office here. They were working closely um, in terms of identifying the needs, what that program should look like, um, how it would align with the what was then the star uh, quality rating of programs. Um, yeah. Um, so given that history and all that you've seen through the years in, um, in the field, um, how do you feel about where things are now and, and where do you think they're headed? Well, let me just tell you that. So out of the um, Tekken and Paso, evolved um, with funding from the HRSA um, Office of Rural Health Policy, um, who gave us quite a bit of money to really formalize the network and identify, um, you know, kind of the structure and process that we used. And that really um, not only formalized um, our network, but over these years, we have really become a tight, um, collaborative community of agencies working together um, to provide services um, to our children and families. 
a recent development in the short time that I've worked with PASO has been the state department. Um, is it correctly titled the uh, Department of Early Childhood Education and Care? Yes, that's correct. And that, I imagine, um, if not already, is anticipated to change or suggest or collaborate with PASO and other organizations um, and the state government moving forward. I'm not real. I don't have a sense, and I'm wondering if our listeners do, of um, given at this point of time, um, outside of COVID, you know, but in our state and with that department forming, what do you foresee is, is changing as a result of it? If you could kind of guess about, you know, the near future. So I think um, the focus of our um, leadership in general right now under our current governor um, and certainly uh, with the formation of this new department, there's a real emphasis on um, bridging across systems. So cross-system um, alliance. So that means bringing under one roof, um, home visiting, um, early childhood education, um, home providers, um, infant mental health. Um, so all similar to what really PASO has been doing, it is now that same idea on a state level um, and, and really working together um, to create the most, uh, the strongest um, possible systems available. Um, PASO, as the listeners are getting to know, is a network of organizations. Um, it really kind of hit home when you were sharing that history of being non-competitive um, it sounds as though it was both more competitive before this alliance began, as well as that there were tons of providers. Um, if, do you feel as though the providers that are um, supporting families here in Taos now all kind of have roles that are uh, more unique than, than the other? Um, maybe are – I'm just trying to compare and contrast and understand how there could have been 100 providers and how it would have been different in that way. Well, it wasn't a hundred providers. It was I was speaking to a hundred nonprofit agencies in our community. So it was just a time when um, there were a lot of agencies going against going f for um, minimal resources. Um, in our last few minutes, again, thanks for your time and, and insight on all of this. Um, I've gotten the sense through conversations with members of Posto and others in the state that there may be an interest, um, just as there is at the state level, in encouraging and supporting communities around New Mexico to form these sorts of networks. Um, do you have any suggestions for uh, things that they should keep in mind as they move forward? Of course, it's hard for us to know exactly where their communities are currently, but anything you'd like to share um, as maybe this sort of model spreads? You know, first, the conversations have to begin <laughs> and um, relationships made um, that will establish trust within community. And it really takes everybody working um, together to move forward, um, both identifying needs and figuring out solutions and who who is the best um agency to 
to take the lead in in any particular project. Um, I know that there's a strong network um, in the southern um, south of Albuquerque. I think down in the Cruces area as well. Um, and actually, the UNM um, Taos Family Development Center um, under the direction of Lois Vermilia, they're out of Albuquerque, um, has just been contracted by the state to um, start some kind of network um, development and communication um, across these state network, early childhood networks, and also lend support in network development. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, I, thanks again for providing some context for the history of PASO in these coming episodes, as we mentioned before. Uh, there will be interviews with um, various uh organizations and individuals who are members of the network and we hope that our listeners will get to know us all better as well as uh feel free to reach out to any of the programs whether they're um living in taos area or abroad um i imagine if folks want to get out in touch with you they could of course reach out to um pasotaos.org and hit the contact page or email us at pasotaos at gmail.com um otherwise uh you are located at unm taos at the kids campus and uh, thanks so much for your work that you continue to do and have done all these years and for sharing that with us today. Well, thank you, Miles, and, and thanks for for getting the word out about the importance of, of early childhood. All right. Well, have a great day. You too. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us on our first episode of the Paso Paso podcast. This recording was done in August of 2020, and we will have episodes uh, coming out every few weeks um, featuring many other Paso Paso Network organizations. You'll get to know some of the staff there. Uh, we'll ask some questions about their programming and how you can get involved. Uh, we also have the website, pasotaos.org. If you ever have a question about the podcast or anything you hear or just about Taos in general, feel free to reach out. There is a contact there at pasotaos.org. Also, our email is pasotaos at gmail.com. We are also on social media. So if you're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, reach out at pasotaos. That's at P-A-S-O-T-A-O-S. We appreciate you listening. appreciate our uh, relationship with KNCE and uh, all of our network partners and um, families we serve. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Paso Paso podcast.